can tell by the feel in the room that this is, this is a special day today. This is a very important day today. So I would like for us to do our best to keep distractions to a minimum. And um, let's just do our best to, uh, to do just that, to keep distractions to a minimum. I want to speak today, and I feel so burdened, so burdened, to speak today about the voice of the Lord. The voice of the Lord. See, because it's a very dangerous place to be when God's speaking, but we won't listen. Such was the case of King Manasseh, the Israelite people that he was leading. The Bible says that they began to participate in the sins of the heathen, and they did that which was contrary to the plans and the purposes of God. They built altars unto false gods. They worshipped idols made with hands. They involved themselves in witchcraft and in wizardry. And the entire time that they were living opposite of God's plan and God's purpose, the Lord was speaking to them concerning their sinfulness and their disobedient ways, but they would not listen. Second Chronicles chapter 33 and verse 10 speaks of this, and it says, And the Lord spake to Manasseh, and the Lord spake to his people, but they would not hearken. They would not listen to the voice of the Lord. It's not that they could not listen. It's that they would not listen. I mean, no, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. In the middle of them building their altars to false gods, the Lord would speak to them about how what they were doing was wrong, but they would not listen to the voice of the Lord. As they called out for their witches to come to where they were, as they called out for the wizards to come in and entertain them and enter into their presence, the Lord would speak to them of his great displeasure, but they would not listen to the word and the voice of the Lord. And I've been sent to tell somebody today that it is a dangerous place to be when you refuse to listen to the voice of God in your life. It's a dangerous place to be. Whether through the preaching of the word, through your elders, through your parents, through the voice of spiritual authority or the speaking of God's presence directly into your life, it is a dangerous thing to allow those avenues of God's voice to be cut off in your life. The book would speak of that danger like this in Jeremiah chapter 22 and verse 21. I spake unto thee in thy prosperity when everything was when you were getting everything you wanted, when you were experiencing everything just how you wanted to experience it. He said, I, I spoke unto you in thy prosperity, but thou said, I will not hear. Made the decision, I will not hear the voice of the Lord. I will not. You, how many know you have to extend it and ex, uh, expend energy to not hear the voice of the Lord? You have to make a conscious decision to not hear the voice of the Lord. And they said, I will not hear. 
And then he says, this is, has, this is how you've been for such a long time. This, is, this hath been thy manner from thy youth. You, you've lived your whole life not listening to my voice. That thou obeyest not my voice. Verse 22, the wind shall eat up all thy pastors. That pastors there just means leaders and the things that, that you're following after. And thy lovers shall go into captivity. Surely then shalt thou be ashamed and confounded for all thy wickedness. The Lord was saying, I've been speaking to you in all the stages of your life. I've, I've been speaking to you for such a long time, but you will not listen to my voice. When they were getting what they were wanting in the flesh, they, uh, when their flesh was getting what it wanted to get, the Lord was speaking to them of his desire for them to change, for his desire for them to turn back and turn their heart on the things of the flesh and the things of the world so that they might turn towards God, but they would not listen to his voice. Because of their unwillingness to listen, the Bible tells us that judgment and shame have now entered into their life and wickedness and loss have now become their constant companion. Because it is a perilous place, hear me in the Holy Ghost today, it is a perilous place to be when the voice of God doesn't move you like it once moved you. It's an alarming place to be when you can hear the word of the Lord preached and stay unmoved and unchanged and unresponsive in his presence. It is an alarming place to be. It is a frightening place and those around you are moved to pray. God speaks and those around you are moved to tears. God speaks and those around you are moved to action and yet nothing changes in the heart of one who will not listen to the voice of the Lord. His voice so true and resounding yet we fail to listen and we fail to let his words have access and entry into our hearts, our heads, our lives, and our view of who we are and what we are to become. So his voice is weakened and his voice is low and he speaks for a yes, but all he gets is a no. And he stands outside the door of our heart and he knocks and he knocks and he knocks in part to get us to move and to get us to act and to listen is to learn, but to, but to ignore is to distract from God's purpose and plan for our life and our mission. The Lord is speaking, but will we listen? The Lord spoke, but they would not listen. The outcome of their unwillingness to listen to the voice of the Lord was this, Second Chronicles chapter 33 and verse 11, and I need some saints to be in prayer right now. 2 Chronicles chapter 33 and verse 11, wherefore the Lord brought upon them the captains of the host of the king of Assyria. Because they didn't want to listen, the Bible says that the captains of the host of the king of Assyria came upon them and they took, the enemy took Manasseh among the thorns. Here was Manasseh, the king, and he was running in fear and he tried to hide himself in a thorn bush, but they found him. And they took him and they bound him with fetters and carried him along with the Israelites into Babylonian bondage. Now what you need to know, there's so much that could be preached from all of this, but we won't have time today. But what we need to know is that this was the fourth king of Assyria to invade Israel. The fourth one to invade Israel. 
And from that understanding, we are enlightened to the hatred that the Assyrians had towards the Israelites. So was it the first time they came and did this. It was the fourth time, and we see that there was a desire within the Assyrians to destroy the Israelites. And it had been going on for years and years and years. There was an adversary. There was an enemy that was out to get the Israelites. So here we see that the Israelites stopped listening to the voice of the Lord. And so because of that, the Lord simply allowed an enemy who already wanted to bring destruction upon them to simply carry out their intended purpose and their plan. And the sad saga, stay with me now, the sad saga to this oppressed outcome can't be fully understood until you go back in Scripture to the previous time that the Assyrians destroyed the Israelites and took them into bondage. The previous time that the Assyrians came into their land and took them hostage and the word of the Lord speaks of that previous time like this in 2 Kings chapter 18 and verse 11, 2 Kings 18 and 11, and the king of Assyria. Now, this is a different king now. This was a previous king now. This happened sometime before to a previous generation. And the Bible says, and the king of Assyria did carry away Israel unto Assyria and put them in Halah and in Habor by the river of Gozen and in the cities of Mead. Why? Why? What, what, what happened? Why? What, what did the Israelites do? Why were the Assyrians able to come in and take them hostage in this previous generation, in this previous time? I show you verse 12, 2 Kings 18 and verse 12, the very next verse says, because they obeyed not the voice of the Lord their God. But they transgressed against his covenant and all that Moses, that servant of the Lord commanded, all that spiritual authority was trying to speak into their life. They didn't listen to the voice of the Lord. They would not hear them nor would they do them. So here we see, please give me your minds, here we see this previous generation refusing to listen to the voice of the Lord. And it led them to a place of great destruction and it led them to a place of great bondage and now time passes and time marches on and now we get down to our text in 2 Chronicles chapter 33 and we find the next generation coming along on the scene. And we find the next generation doing the same thing that the previous generation did. And this just blows my mind because there had to have been an understanding, there had to have been a belief that they were going to somehow experience a different outcome than what their forefathers had experienced. For they believed that lie from the enemy that told them that their unwillingness to listen wouldn't have any consequences. Oh, I've heard the stories of grandma and I've heard the stories of grandpa. I've, I've heard the stories of mom and dad. I've heard the stories of the elders in the church. We're going to talk about it in a minute. I've heard those stories of how they were disobedient and how great calamity came upon their life. But I'm different. That was their generation. That was their time. That was their experience. But it's not going to happen to me. 
I know I'm not listening to the voice of God just like they weren't listening to the voice of God, but what they experienced and what I am going to experience are going to be two totally different things. That's a belief in a lie from the devil himself. Oh, how I wish the younger generation that is here today would learn from the mistakes of the elder generation. Oh, how I wish our young people, oh, how I wish our hyphen, oh, how I wish some of our new beginners that are here today wouldn't fall for that lie that's telling you that you won't experience any consequences. Yeah, I know they did. I know they experienced it, but I don't think I'm going to experience it because I'm different than them. And my story's different and my, my, my situation's different and my path is different. I, I know I'm not listening to the voice of the Lord like I should, but all of those things that happened to them are not going to happen to me. And oh, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish the scales would come off of your eyes and you would understand that that's also what your forefathers thought. And that's also what your mamas and dads and grandmas and grandpas and elders in the room, that's the same lie they believed as well. And when they fell into that lie and they began to be disobedient and unwilling to listen to the voice of the Lord, calamity and great destruction came upon their life and it will come upon your life as well. I wish for only a brief moment. I, I don't want you to stay there. I wouldn't want you to camp there. I wouldn't want you to be there very long, but I wish for a brief moment. Uh, you could hear the screams and you could experience the scars uh, and you could endure the pain and you could encounter the nightmares uh, of what the elder generation experienced uh, when they refused to listen to the Lord. For if you did, if it could just be for a moment, if it could just be for a few minutes of your life, I believe, I truly believe that it would eradicate the lie from hell that's telling you that there are no consequences. But we've got some elders in the room who went through some suffering that they were never meant to experience. Am I right about it? Listen, young people, listen, hyphen, to the amens coming from the elders in the room who went through some suffering that they know they were never meant to go through. We got some elders who endured some tragedies that they were never meant to endure. And they did so, they did so, not because the steps of a righteous man are ordered of the Lord, and that's the direct path that the Lord wanted them to take in order to grow them and, 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 and birth something beautiful within them. It had nothing to do with the Lord at all. It was because they refused to listen to the voice of God. And oh, how I wish our younger generation would take your cues from what the elder generation has experienced and then make up your mind. You are just going to listen to the voice of the Lord. Why go through the same tragedies elders went through when you can avoid it all?
just by listening and being obedient to the word of the Lord. There's so much trial you would never have to face. There's so much junk you would never have to walk through. I need a little help right about now for some elders. There's so much, uh, so much pain and so many tears that you would never have to go through if you would just continue to listen to the voice of the Lord and the voice of the Lord will lead you in paths of righteousness. The voice of the Lord will lead you in paths of goodness. The voice of the Lord will lead you in paths. Listen, 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 listen to the voice of the Lord. Listen to the voice of the Lord. Let me take a moment before we progress much further. Let me take a moment to remind our parents and our grandparents and elders that are in the room. Just like our story, many times the generations following will simply act out that which has been modeled to them, both good and bad. Therefore, if we are silencing, I'm talking to the elders now, if we are silencing the voice of God in our lives, then there's probably a very good possibility that they're going to follow, they're going to silence the voice of God in their lives as well. If we're not being moved by God's presence, then there's a good chance that they're not going to be moved by God's presence either. If we're not submitted to the authority of God's word and to the authority of our pastor, then there's a very good chance that our children aren't going to be submitted to those things either. So I'm calling on some elders today. I know we're not running the aisles, but God's talking to us. I'm talking, I'm calling out to some elders today. I'm calling out to some parents today. I'm calling out to some grandmas and grandpas today. I'm calling out to some adults today to make up your mind that you're going to listen to the voice of the Lord and you're going to obey the voice of the Lord no matter what because you've got some kids looking up to you and you've got some young people looking up to you and you've got some new converts looking up to you and don't give me that stuff that says, well, I don't have any kids. They're all gone. None of them go to the church come on we got kids all across this place we got new converts all across this place that need to be looking to some elders in the saints and the elders in the church and those elders need to be showing them what it looks like to listen and be obedient to the voice of the Lord no matter what his voice is saying no matter what his voice is requiring no matter what his voice may be asking of us we need some elders we need some moms we need some leaders we need some spiritual people People that will rise to the occasion and say, I will listen to the voice of the Lord so the next generation can look at it and they can say, if they'll listen to God's voice, then I can listen to God's voice. Come on, somebody praise him. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah, this isn't in my notes, but I feel the Lord speaking to me right now. There's somebody in this room 
There's somebody in this room that God is speaking to you. God is talking to you. And the thing that he's asking of you is that which is contrary to your flesh. That which he is asking of you is contrary to maybe your desire and your passion and your will. And you know it's God and you know it's the voice of God. And you're struggling with making the right decision. You're struggling with whether or not you're going to listen to the voice of the Lord. I'm here to tell you right now. You need to understand your decision to the voice of the Lord and to be obedient to the voice of the Lord is not just going to affect you. It's not just going to affect your future, but it is going to affect the futures of so many people after you. You've got people looking towards you, or you will have people eventually looking towards you if you make the right decision and if you make the wrong decision. The decision isn't just about you. It's not just about you. So now we go back quickly to our text. And we again find the Israelites, because of their unwillingness to listen to the voice of God, we find them in a place of destruction. We find them in a place of bondage. The enemy has come in. The enemy has taken them hostage. The enemy has them now bound, bound, bound. But how many know this is what happens to a life that refuses to listen to the word of the Lord? Eventually, 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 you may have a praying mama and a praying daddy that keeps it away from you for a while. You may have a praying church that, that protects you from it for a while, but eventually, a life that is lived contrary to the voice of the Lord will eventually be bound. And so here they are, the Israelite people, the Israelite people, the people supposed to be the people of God. Now they're bound. They're being carried away into captivity, chains wrapped around their necks, hands, and feet. And some might would ask the question, why did not God help them? Why didn't God intervene on their behalf? Why would he allow this opposing, godless, unrighteous nation to come in and Take the Israelites and wrap chains around them and lead them into bondage. Where was God? Where was God? Where was God at in all of this? Why didn't he help them? But the truth of the matter is this, and we need to listen carefully right now. We cannot ignore his voice and still expect him to protect us. We cannot reject that which God would want to say in our life and then still have an expectation of him guarding us against the attacks of the adversaries. We can't have our will and his will at work in our one life. My friends, my brothers and sisters in the Lord, guests, visitors that may be here, we cannot pick and choose the parts of God that we want to be active in our lives. He said, you put me first. And when he said put me first, he wasn't saying just put the parts of me first that you like. 
He wasn't saying just put the parts of me first that are convenient for you, that are comfortable for you. He's not, he didn't say put the parts of me first. That is when you get in trouble, I'll show up. And, and when you go through a rough time, I'll be there. And don't, don't, don't put the parts of me first that I'll be a friend that sticketh closer to a brother. Don't put that part first. But all the other parts when I'm asking you and speaking to you to turn from some wicked ways, but you don't want none of that. You just want, a, you just want the ever-present help in time of need. You just want Jehovah Jireh, my provider. But you don't want the God who has the sword in his hand. We can't pick the parts we want. And so here it is, the Israelites refusing, refusing to listen to the voice of the Lord. And the enemy came in and took them and the Lord simply allowed it. Because if you don't want me in your life, I won't be in your life. So the enemy comes. Because it all boils down to this reality, my friend, and I'm hurriedly coming to a close. And I pray that there will be a great time of response at the conclusion. But it all boils down to this reality. To listen, to obey the word of the Lord is to experience the blessings and the promises that are attached to it. But to ignore and to refuse to listen to the word of the Lord and to refuse to be obedient to the voice of the Lord is to experience the judgment and the pain that comes with that as well. Now I've got a few verses. It's not real lengthy. I'll read it to you quick. But it, it, it very plainly speaks of this reality of which I just spoke to you. Word of the Lord speaks to all of us in this room today. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. Listen to the word of the Lord. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 1. And it shall come to pass if, somebody say if, if thou shalt hearken or listen diligently, not just listen a little bit, not just listen in part, but listen diligently to all unto the voice of the Lord. If you shall hearken, listen diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God. And not just listen to it, but to observe and to do all his commandments, which I have commanded you this day. You ready? Watch. That the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations and above the earth. Verse 2. And all these blessings shall come on thee and they shall overtake thee. If thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field, and blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruit of thy cattle, and the increase of thy kind, and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, but they're going to flee before thee seven ways. 
Verse 8, the Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee a holy people unto himself as he hath sworn unto it. If thou shalt keep his commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways, and all the people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, in the fruit of thy cattle, in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord swear unto the fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto the land in his season, and to bless all the work of thy hand, and thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt never be beneath if thou will hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God which I command thee this day to observe and to do them. Do you see what I'm talking about? The blessings of the Lord will overtake. The blessings of the Lord are bountiful. The blessings of the Lord are all over a people who are willing to listen and be obedient to the voice of the Lord. Is it any wonder why the enemy's messing with your mind? Is it any wonder why the enemy's messing with your spirit to not be obedient to the voice of the Lord and to the word of God? It's no, it's not by happen chance that the enemy's fighting against you. Why? Because he knows the moment you begin to be obedient, the moment you listen to the voice of the Lord, his ability to steal, kill, and destroy is going to be a naught because you will be overtaken by blessings. Oh, there's blessing that comes with hearing and being obedient to the voice of the Lord. And oh, how I wish, how I wish, how I wish we could just end it there. But I can't end it where God didn't end it. Because that text does not stop at the point I stopped. But the Lord continues to speak. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 15. But it shall come to pass. If thou will not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. If you do not listen to the voice of the Lord thy God. And observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee this day. That all these curses shall come upon thee and all the curses shall overtake thee cursed shall thou be in the city and cursed shall thou be in the field and cursed shall thy baskets and thy store cursed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy land and the increase of the kind and the flocks and the sheep cursed shall be thou be when thou comest in and cursed shall thou be when you goest out the Lord shall send upon thee cursings and vexation and rebuke and all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken from the passage of scripture, we find the reality. We find the reality that tremendous blessings and cursings are set before us all today.
blessing and cursing has been set before us all today. Everyone in this room has been offered blessing, great blessing, or that which is cursed. A life that is blessed or a life that is cursed. And I want you to understand there is no middle ground between the two. Mm. Well, just because I don't serve God, it doesn't mean my life's going to be cursed. Just because I'm not obedient to the voice of God, it doesn't mean there's going to be cursing upon my life. I'm just going to live a normal life. I'm just, I might not go to church. I might not look the way everybody looks. I might not do everything. that. But, but there's a lot of people in the world that just have normal lives that don't go to church. It doesn't mean they're cursed. You have to understand. Don't listen to the lies of the enemy. There's two lives that all mankind is going to live. A blessed life or a life that's cursed. And if you see people in the world and you think I'm wrong today and you're sitting there in contradiction to what I'm saying because you know people. Well, I know so-and-so. They don't go to church and, and they live in a nice house and they seem to have a nice marriage and, and they seem to have nice kids and, and they're good and everything's well and on and on and on and on. Let me tell you something. There's going to be a cursing if it doesn't happen in this world. It's going to happen in the world to come. Oh, I guarantee you they're probably not as happy as you think they are. I guarantee you they're probably not as well off as you think they are. I, I guarantee you there's some cursing going on in their life. They, they might not talk about it. You might not know, but even if there's not, I'm telling you there's coming a day. I said there's coming a day when that rapture sounds and we stand before the Lord on that day of judgment and he's going to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant, or depart from me, ye worker of iniquity. I never knew you, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how much money we earned in this world. It doesn't matter what kind of life, family, education, we had in this life if you do not serve the Lord if you do not and are, are not obedient to the voice of the Lord there will be a cursing either in this life or all throughout eternity in the life to come but we all have two choices blessing or cursing blessing or cursing and there is no middle ground there is no middle ground. Well, and I feel this so strong in my spirit right now. This, this lie in this room. I just don't think we need all that. I, I think I can live an okay life without serving God. I think everything will be fine. You are listening to a lie. Two choices. Blessing or cursing. Blessing or cursing. And to be obedient to his voice is to usher in the blessings of God upon your life. But to stop up your ears, to resist his spirit, to fight against his word, is to open up a door for the cursings to run rampant in your life. And so... Revelation 3.20. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. 
if any man will hear my voice. And not just hear my voice, but if any man will hear my voice and open the door, I'll come into him and I'll sup with him and he with me. And in this room today, I hear a knocking. I hear a knocking. And he's knocking on every one of our hearts. I want you to hear my voice. I want you to open the door of your life to me. I'm not interested in just having you open a part of your life to me. I'm not interested in just you opening the part of your life that you want me into. I want you to open up all of who you are. I want you to be moved by my presence like you used to be moved by my presence. It's been a long time since you wept in the presence of the Lord. It's been a long time since you said yes to my call. It's been a long time since you said yes to my voice. And so I stand, I stand at the door of your heart and I knock 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 and I wonder behind that door, are you so busy with your own life? Are you so busy doing what you want to do? Are you so busy accomplishing that which you want to accomplish that you do not hear my voice and you do not hear the knock? Will you open Stand to your feet if you would. To open the door of your heart, to open the door of your heart is to repent of sins. To open the door of your heart is to cry out to God like you haven't cried out to God in months or even years. To open the door of your heart is to be moved to your very core by his presence and his power. To open the door of your heart is to allow him to cause you to fall on your face and weep in his presence. To hear his voice, to respond to his voice would be to run, to run to an altar. Not make a preacher beg you, not make a preacher plead with you, but run to an altar, cry hot tears, be filled and refilled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's what it looks like to open the door. Say yes, say yes. To say yes to his voice would require us to say no to all the other voices in our lives that are vying for control of our minds. To say yes to his voice would be to be willing to cut away everything that is not like him. To cut away everything that does not measure up to what that which God is calling in our lives. To say yes to his voice is to open up all of who we are to all of who he is. Not just a part, but all, all, all. Oh. Would it be that there would already be people running to this altar? Oh, I would love. To 
to open up that door is to say, I don't care what people think. I don't care what people do. 